When COVID lockdowns began last year, brick-and-mortar retailers were hit hard. Many stores closed and shoppers moved online. It looked like it could be the end of shopping in person as we knew it. If you were sort of an old, traditional, mall-based retailer, you know, you were kind of fighting for your life. That's our colleague Suzanne Kapner. She covers retail. She says that a lot of people didn't think many clothing retailers would survive 2020. They were, you know, running out of cash. They had to raise extra money. They had to close all their stores. Macy's recorded like a billion-dollar loss. Things were really pretty dark at the beginning. It was, you know, unlike anything these executives had ever had to go through before, and it really raised a lot of questions about, you know, who was going to survive this, and you had a lot of the weaker players going into bankruptcy as a result. But rather than a retail apocalypse, the pandemic has actually brought about more of a retail renaissance for the companies operating major chains. This year, for the first time since 2017, the retail industry plans to open more brick-and-mortar stores than they close. It was really the return of the store this year. So there is a big reset taking place in the retail industry. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Monday, December 6th. Coming up on the show, how the pandemic helped fix the retail industry. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. Physical retail had been struggling for years, even before the pandemic. Online shopping was on the rise and consumer habits were changing. There were just hundreds and thousands of store closures across the industry, you know, sort of unprecedented. And people were calling it the retail apocalypse. I mean, it looked pretty ugly. Part of the reason so many stores were closing even before the pandemic is because there were just too many of them. There was overexpansion that started really in the probably the 80s as malls kind of rolled out across the country. They needed stores to fill them. You had big box chains like Target and Walmart really coming into their own and opening thousands of locations. And we just ended up with way too many stores for our population. Too many stores, you know, too many chino pants hanging, you know, that consumers didn't want to buy. The IZOD Performance Stretch Chino with SportFlex Expandable Waistband. Retailers are an optimistic bunch, right? And they always sort of think they're going to sell more. You know, they don't want to miss out on a sale. So they have a tendency to order too much. And so to get rid of them, retailers started marking stuff down. And then consumers got addicted to the markdowns. All mm-hmm. pants are on sale up to 40% off. Oh! You guys! I'm going to get those So retailers ended up in this downward spiral where they, you know, to sell anything, they'd have to discount it, which would hurt their margins. And, you know, it was just became a very unhealthy business. 
And the growth of online shopping made the addiction to markdowns even worse. Online shopping did a couple of things. For one thing, it made it very easy to search out the best price online. So, you know, that just put even more emphasis on pricing and discounts. And for physical stores, competing with online retailers on price is complicated. You had to have your algorithms and your software scraping the web to see, you know, was Amazon selling it for less or, you know, who's selling it for less? And do I have the right price on this today? And and these prices would change sometimes by the minute. And so it just made, you know, it brought a lot more complexity to retailing and selling, you know, similar merchandise coupled with the Internet, which makes it very easy to search out the best price. And that was a recipe for, you know, kind of a, a mess where good for the consumer because the consumer was getting, you know, really good prices. But all of a sudden, you know, retailers had to slash prices and slash prices to move stuff out the door really hurt their profits. So if retailers had all these problems heading into the pandemic, people must have thought that the pandemic itself would have been the end of brick-and-mortar retailers as we know it. Certainly a lot of people were talking about that, the end of stores, you know, we don't need stores anymore. You know, you would think all these problems would really be sort of the death knell for the retail industry. But in fact, the pandemic provided some silver linings that helped retailers really rebound in a much stronger position than a lot of people expected. How closing down stores wound up actually helping retailers? That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by C3 AI. C3 Generative AI enables rapid access to secure, traceable, hallucination-free insights from enterprise systems, all while using any LLM, helping enterprises turn the invisible into the obvious. Learn more at C3.ai. For all the destruction the pandemic left in its wake, it's actually helped the retail industry reset and break some of its long-standing bad habits. The first thing that changed had to do with rent. When retailers' stores were closed, a lot of them just stopped paying rent. And that sort of forced a discussion between retailers and landlords to fix something that had kind of been broken for a long time. Rents had been going up, 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 but exceeding the pace of retail sales increases. So a lot of retailers would find themselves, you know, the sales they were generating from that store wasn't really able to keep up with the rent increases. And so these stores were becoming unprofitable. Landlords have been sort of more open to the idea of something called percentage rent, which fluctuates depending on a retailer's sales. So that gives a retailer some a cushion in case there's a downturn. They're not going to be on the hook for rent, you know, that they can't pay. Renegotiating leases gave many retailers some breathing room. Stores still had other problems, though, like the fact that they had too much product on the shelves thanks to that cycle of discounting. But then the supply chain began to falter, and suddenly retailers couldn't get inventory as easily as they used to. Usually, that would be a huge problem. But for some retailers, there was actually a surprising upside. 
The supply chain problems did something that the retailers themselves were unable to do for years. It took all that excess inventory out of the system. And because retailers couldn't get the goods, and you know, a lot of them did slash their orders because demand went down so much during you know, last year, all of a sudden, all that excess inventory wasn't there anymore. There's such a 180 from where we were two years ago. It's kind of hard to overstate what a big change that is. But it's been, in fact, a good thing and a healthy thing for a lot of these businesses. Why is having less inventory a good thing for these businesses? Well, retailers don't have to discount as much to get the sales, meaning they're selling more goods at full price, so their profits are up. They're actually healthier. Their sales overall may still be below, in some cases, 2019, but their profits are way up. So, you know, they're earning more by selling less, if that makes any sense. They're actually making more on each sale because they're selling what they have at full price. So it's almost like it's just a new paradigm. It's making more money on fewer sales versus going for market share at all costs. The pandemic also forced a lot of retailers to improve their websites and sell more stuff online. And with more online sales, retailers began to rethink how they were using their physical stores. During the pandemic, when stores were closed, retailers sort of realized that, well, there are a lot of other uses for the store. You know, you can use it as a warehouse to ship goods to your online customers. You can pick up these goods at a store or return them at a store. The store also provides a lot of services to kind of support the online business. You can fill items out of a store, which is closer to somebody's home, so you can get the goods to them faster. It costs them a lot less to ship goods from a store than from a warehouse. Shoppers can return items they bought online to a store. There's just a lot of back and forth that, you know, kind of really just benefits the business when you have both. Suzanne says that retailers are building their new storefronts for different purposes than they used to. They're trying to rethink the store. A lot of times it's smaller. It offers kind of more interactive features beyond just, you know, buying. There's Levi Strauss has a tailor shop in its store where customers can customize their jeans. They can add color rivets or embroidery. It's this whole idea of like, you want the store to tell the story of your brand and you want to somehow engage with the shopper in that store beyond just selling them something. But Suzanne says that while the industry has struggled the past few years and tried to reinvent itself during the pandemic, there's also been a quiet shift in consumer behavior people are realizing that they really like going to stores. I think it's easier to shop in person because you know exactly what you're getting and you know that the product won't be back ordered. I'm still so old school. I like the whole festive feel of like catching that deal in person. I feel like it's part of the experience, but going in person is a lot more fun. This excitement, coupled with retailers' new strategies, has helped some companies like Macy's and Ralph Lauren see more profit in 2021 than in 2019. And this year's Black Friday showed promising signs for brick and mortar. People really did return to physical stores, you know, in sizable numbers. Obviously, last year, there was really very little in-store shopping on Black Friday. So, And the numbers are sort of misleading now just to look at the Black Friday weekend because retailers have been spreading these Black Friday deals throughout the month of November. 
one, because of these supply chain shortages, you know, people have sort of been shopping earlier, making sure they can get the goods. Two, you know, we all have seen in, during past holidays when you wait to the last minute and you order something online and it doesn't arrive to someone's house in time for Christmas. People don't want to risk that. So, so the shopping has spread out throughout the month. Even though foot traffic in stores is still not quite as high as it was before the pandemic, Suzanne says that consumers seem ready to shop and that this could be one of the strongest holiday shopping seasons in years. People's weights and sizes changed during the pandemics. You know, we gained weight, we lost weight. Our clothes from two years ago just don't fit right anymore. So that's kind of refueled a whole closet refresh for a lot of people. We have so much pent-up demand, and consumers are sitting on a lot of money. They saved a ton of money. You know, I'm talking in aggregate. Obviously, there were certainly people who lost their jobs and who ended up in, you know, a, a more difficult financial position. But in aggregate, consumers saved money. You know, saving rates went way up during the pandemic. We weren't traveling or going out to eat as much or going to concerts. And, you know, we're still not doing a lot of those experiential things. So if you want to spend money today, you know, the easiest way to do it is at the mall. But even if customers are willing to go back to in-store shopping, retailers have one new challenge to overcome, getting employees to come back too. Retailers, like other businesses, are having trouble getting the staffing they need because of the labor shortages that we're seeing throughout the economy. When the industry was struggling pre-pandemic, they did cut labor costs quite significantly, almost to the point where it was too much. You know, if you've ever been in a store and you can't find anyone to help you, you know the frustration there. And especially during the holiday season when the industry hires, you know, tens of thousands of temporary workers, it's been a struggle for them to get all the people they need. And for the chain store employees who are working this holiday season, there was actually one very specific lesson the retail industry seemed to learn this past year. That Black Friday should only be on Friday. We've returned to some sanity around Thanksgiving, thank God, right? It was sort of a horrible trend that was, you know, first stores started opening like midnight on Thursday, and then it was like six o'clock, and then it was four o'clock. And these poor store employees, you know, did not get a day to spend with their families. And and the pandemic kind of put an end to that. Most stores were really closed on Thanksgiving, and I don't think we're going back. I think that's a good thing for everybody. So do you think coming out of the pandemic, the world of brick-and-mortar retail physical stores is going to change for good? A lot of retailers tell me when they open a store, the, their online business in the surrounding area goes up. What they realize is there's a symbiotic relationship between the two. We've all been a little misguided to think about retailing, like a bifurcation in retailing between stores and online. It's all one business. It's really not one or the other. That's all for today, Monday, December 6th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and the Wall Street Journal. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.